Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. How many love the worship this afternoon? Give Pastor Justin another big hand, Dr. Justin Hardcastle. For those that have not met him or been here in our services in the past, he has uh, ministered here in music uh, a few times before and even brought the word in the past. So he's a, he's a good friend and a, and a good man. And uh, one of these days he'll have a lovely um, uh, companion next to him right now. Right now, Pastor Justin, though, is serving the Lord and, and ministering in all in, in different ways. Um, so I appreciate him as a, as a true brother in Christ. Amen. Man, well, I'm glad you're here today on Palm Sunday. Everybody have a branch, a little palm that they can wave in the air? Good, good. We're, we're, we're there. I'll, I'll show you what that significance is here in a few moments. Well, today we celebrate Palm Sunday. Everybody uh, wave your palm in the air, Palm Sunday. Some of you may be wondering about the significance of Palm Sunday, possibly. But what is so special about Palm Sunday? It's, it's the day, as the video just portrayed, where Jesus enters Jerusalem, triumphantly entering Jerusalem as the welcomed Messiah. Actually, they were welcoming him as a king. The people of Israel thought they were going to set up this political system. They finally had a king like all the other nations did, and Jesus was going to rule. But that wasn't the plan that Jesus had in mind. And little did the people know at that time That in less than seven days, not only would he be crucified, but he would resurrect. Amen. And that's why I want you here next next week, because we're going to talk about he is risen. He is risen. Amen. But Palm Sunday marks the beginning of what's called Passion Week. If you ever want to get caught up in, in the middle of the tourism, in the middle of the hustle bustle, go to the Holy Land at this time of the year. Passion Week. You, you would be walking like this amongst the crowds. Probably even COVID times, you would still be walking around. Because I've been to Israel, and it, it was bad just on a regular, normal, you know, march when I went. But I can only imagine during Passion Week, as, as the different faiths that show up to honor the life of Jesus Christ. Palm Sunday is referencing the beginning of the end of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus came to save the lost. He came to save you and I. How many are thankful that he saved you one day, amen? How many are thankful that he healed your marriage, that he healed your your bodies, that he touched your mind, amen? Amen. Amen. I am so thankful for that. And Jesus came to serve for three years. and, And he built this following, not just 12 disciples, but multitudes of people. Followed him, the Bible says. Everywhere he went, Capernaum, performing miracles uh, on the Sea of Galilee. I mean, everywhere he went, Bethsaida, he went performing miracles. And so here's what I want to do with this palm branch. Whenever you hear Pastor Rick say, Hosanna, I want you to just wave the palms in the air like you don't. Oh, just wave the palms in the air. Amen. When I say Hosanna, so let's test this. Hosanna. There you go. You guys are good. Amen. Anybody need a palm branch? You're missing one? Raise your hand. There's one hand over here. So see if we can get one more over here. 
I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bible or your electronic device, turn to the book of Matthew, and we're going to be reading out of the most common text for this Sunday, which is chapter 21, and verses 1 through 11. Matthew, the first book of the gospel, Matthew the tax collector, and I always like to refer to them as how they were, how they were called, because God Almighty does a transformation, doesn't he, when he calls you. He transforms our mind and our way of thinking. And here Matthew has penned this here. Matthew chapter 21 verse 1 says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Verse 6, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for your word. Now we pray, Lord, that your word would minister to every ear right now, to every heart that listens, Lord. And I pray, God, that we would have a deeper appreciation of, of the mighty God that you are, of the, of the good shepherd that you are, Lord, of how you love us and that you care for us in the middle of what we may be going through today. Thank you, Lord. We pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So palm branches, what you have in your hand, a replica of a palm branch, they are widely recognized as a symbol of peace and victory. Hence, their preferred use on Palm Sunday. And that's why many of you who grew up like, in, like I did in a Catholic church, this was brought out. And they used these on Palm Sunday, every single Sunday, as far as I can remember as a little kid. And the use of a donkey that Jesus rode on also referred to and indicated a peaceful entrance rather than the, and I always have this picture in my mind, of the movie Gladiator, and them riding in on a horse. You know, that is made for war, for battle. Jesus came in peace. Everybody say peace. peace. Do you think we have that peace in our world today? No, it, we so need it. The world needs this Jesus that we know, and they need this peace that he represents. And so he came riding on this donkey representing peace to Jerusalem to the time that he lived in. He entered Jerusalem 
And I, and I can picture this because I've been there from Mount Olives, which is directly across from Jerusalem. He enters into Jerusalem, and then little did the crowd know that in less than seven days he would be crucified on Mount Golgotha or Calvary and be resurrected in seven days. Many have, have used sermons from, I, I don't want to use this because I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's respectful, but from hero to zero, right? And uh, it, it's not like that because God Almighty is our hero, amen? That was his plan. That was the ultimate plan of God. See, the devil thought he had him whipped. The devil thought he had him taken care of. He was going to take him out. But God Almighty had greater plans, amen? Passion Week... This is what I want to talk to you about. Passion Week reminds us of how a seven-day turnaround can transform your life like that. Your life can literally be transformed in one day. Some of you know that. Jesus' life was transformed in seven days. He walked into that obediently, willingly. Read Philippians, the book of Philippians. That'll challenge you on that. To be an obedient and humble servant, Amen. Sometimes that's tough to do. How many would recognize that? It's tough to do. One day Jesus is welcomed as king, and in less than seven days he's crucified. If our great shepherd, who is Jesus Christ, can go from triumphant king to the cross in less than seven days, what does that mean for us? We're, we're going to have tough times like that as well. There will be Times like this pandemic, this quarantine that we're, we were in this last year, where everything seemingly just shut down, just like that. People, widows, those that lived by themselves, I, 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 very, I, I felt so sorry for them because they didn't have anybody to relate to. And unless you've walked in their shoes, you don't know the pain that they are going through. But how many know that God walks with us? Amen. God walks with us and God Almighty, the Father, was walking with Jesus during this time. God controls our lives. Can I get an amen? amen. Hosanna to the highest. I'm going to keep you on your toes here. <laughs> Jesus enters with a heavy heart into Jerusalem. The people are welcoming him. They've got branches on the ground. They've got clo their clothes, their cloaks and, and for a king to walk on. And here he comes in with a heavy heart, knowing what he has to face. And the people didn't know that. The people didn't know that. He's the only one who understood the cost of that day and that week. The minute he chose to head toward Jerusalem, there was no turning back. Although he did ask. Jesus did. His, his, the, the, the nature, the human nature always wants to, Lord, if, there is a, if there's a way out, if... Uh, if there's a way out, but you know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 reminds us of that he will never give you more than you can handle. He will never give you more than you can handle. Amen. But Jesus, again, is the only one that knows the price he will pay. Jesus is the only one that knows that his disciples will all run out from him. And we know the story of Peter and how he denied Christ three times. And even used foul language in the process to separate himself from Jesus Christ. It's amazing what you and I may do when we're put to the cost 
to that temptation, right? To that, to that pressure. Here, Peter, I'm sure, and this isn't about Peter, but I'm sure the last thing he would have ever said was, I would deny Christ. I will never deny Christ. And maybe you've said that. I would never deny my loving Savior. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. Now, it's a good thing to, to feel that way. But when push comes to shove, when the rubber meets the road, as they say, are you still going to be able to stand and do all that you can to stand? Amen. So Jesus knows the price he has to pay. I want to have you turn to the book of Luke and I want to read another three verses. Luke chapter 19 in the New Testament. This is Dr. Luke. As I mentioned, Jesus hung out with all kinds of people, tax collectors, physicians. Luke was a physician, and here he is in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 41. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he, Jesus, wept over it and said, If you even, even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Jesus was speaking of the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem in, in 70 AD when the temple was overthrown. In fact, when I was there in Israel, there are stones that were thrown from the top that are laying down outside the wall down at the bottom. And I remember taking photos with those stones because they were cast down when they were destroyed, when the temple was destroyed. Jesus spoke about that. So for the next few moments, I just want to speak to you on this good shepherd that, that showed his sacrificial love beginning on this Passion Day, this Palm Sunday, and how he continues to give you and I this unconditional love. Amen? Hosanna in the highest. Amen. I love that. Number one, there's, a few, there's four quick points I want to touch on. But the good shepherd fulfilled the messianic role that he came to fulfill by entering Jerusalem. That was his role. It was only his role. How many have heard of, of other people coming, even in our generation, that claim to be the Messiah? Amen. We've heard stories like this for as long as I can remember. As long as I've been a believer, I could tell you how many people have come up and said, I'm the Messiah. No, he's the Messiah. No, she's the... No, there was only one Messiah. Amen. And it was Jesus Christ. John, the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 11. You don't need to turn there, but listen to what Jesus says. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus came to give his life for you. And, and you may be saying, but Jesus, you don't know what I did. Yeah, he does. He knows exactly what you did. In fact, he even knows what you thought. He, even, he knows the argument you were in on the way over here to church today, this afternoon. And the argument you had last night with, with words that need to be forgiven. Amen? Amen? Notice how Jesus said, I am. 
the good shepherd. Do you know what he's doing there? Jesus is actually reconciling himself with an Old Testament scripture found in Exodus. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14, God Almighty appeared to Moses. Remember when Moses led the people out of, out of uh, Egypt, and he's going like, well, who am I going to, who should I tell the Pharaoh and everybody that uh, is, is telling me to do all this? And, and, and the Lord spoke to him and said, tell him I am that I am has sent you. And notice right here in John chapter 10, also another place, John 8, 58, I believe. But Jesus uses the I am statement. He's identifying himself with God Almighty. You need to recognize this, that our good shepherd is God. Amen? Is God Almighty. Jesus is proclaiming equality with God and the fulfillment of being the messianic savior for us, for Israel and for us that are grafted into that tree. Amen? How many are thankful that we're grafted into that tree? Amen? Amen. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the Messiah. Hosanna to the highest. Number two, the good shepherd cares for his sheep. And I am so thankful for this. The good shepherd, before service, somebody here wanted me to pray for them and a family member that had passed away, a, a friend of theirs. And I told them, you know that God sees when you hurt. He, he sees your tears. He sees when you hurt, when you hurt. He also sees when you're rejoicing. And he hurts for you because he cares for you. The good shepherd cares for his sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture, amen. Listen to John chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. And I'm going to be reading from John chapter 10. So keep your place in there if you, if you went there. But starting in verse 12, in the New King James Version, it says it this way. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. That is one thing Jesus Christ will never do. Amen. The good shepherd will stay with you, will walk with you, will comfort you. Amen. This past year, how many, how many would recognize it was a tough year? It's been a tough 12 months. Uh, I, I can't find anybody that would disagree with, with me on that. But in that process, our good shepherd wants to remind you today, doesn't matter what comes your way. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you from that enemy who thought he was going to destroy you spiritually. Who thought he was going to destroy all the churches in America and in the world in the process. Well, he didn't. In fact, we've come out stronger. Can I get an amen? We've come out stronger. We have a good shepherd. He has met all your needs during this time. All of you are here. Some have known family and friends, possibly relatives that have lost COVID, members to COVID-19. But he's met all of your needs in that process, even during that time. He's kept the enemy away from you. Amen. Jesus is the good shepherd. Hosanna to the highest. Jesus came to care for the sheep. You and I are his sheep of his pasture. His greatest concern for the sheep was in his willingness to do what's best 
for them. He's willing to do what's best for you and I. Have you, have you understood that sometimes you want to go this way and the Lord is going like, no, no, it's better if we go this way. How many have caught themselves? You know, we, we all have at different times. We all gravitate towards something we think is right. And the Lord somehow has this loving way of correcting us and going, no, I want you going this direction. This is the plan and purpose I have for your life. Thank God for that. Because he saves us from grief. He saves us from sorrow, possibly. Amen. Unlike the person who's merely, merely hired for the job, Jesus, the good shepherd, won't leave you. Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. I love that about him. I can count on him. Whether there's a pandemic, whether there's a, a hurricane, whatever, whatever the situation is, God will never, ever desert you and I. And then the third point is the good shepherd knows his sheep personally. This is the one that truly amazes me. When, when Pastor Dr. Justin Hardcastle was doing worship this afternoon, right here at this keyboard, right away the Lord said, that's my son Justin, hitting those keys. He recognized that voice. He knew that wasn't Bianca. He knew that was his son, G uh, Justin. Have you ever noticed, parents, you can be in a crowded room with adults and other kids, but the moment your baby starts crying, all of a sudden you recognize that voice. How many know that's true? How many know that you just gravitate towards that child because that's your child? That's an amazing innate thing that God placed in parents, but God is the same way. He hears your voice. He hears those, those tears he sees the tears, but he hears the cry. He hears the anguish. He hears the pain. And he knows it's you. He sees you. The good shepherd knows his sheep personally. Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna to the highest. By the way, Hosanna, it means Jesus saves, saves now. He saves. He, he came to save. Came to save the lost. You and I, amen? amen? John chapter 10 and verse 14. Listen to these words that Jesus spoke. Nobody else has ever said this, but Jesus said this. I am, again, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. We also know him. We know him. God hears you. The good shepherd hears you when you're hurting. He hears you when you're an emotional wreck. He hears you when you call on his name. He hears you and he sees you. You know, it's been during the most difficult times of my life that I have felt the closest to God. I really have because I've cried out to him. And it's those moments when I have felt the closest to God. It's, it's usually not when, you know, when I've got, eight stimulus checks in my bank account and I got a raise at work. Those aren't the greatest times or when I feel the closest to God. I usually feel the closest to God when things aren't going my way and I'm having to call on my Savior and my Lord, help! And because he's a good shepherd and he knows his sheep, he comes running and he says, what can I do for you, my son, my daughter? What can I do for you? 
And he knows what's best for me, so he takes care of that need I have. Hosanna in the highest. I am so thankful that God knows each of us personally, aren't you? Aren't you thankful that the moment, moment you wake up in the morning, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for another day. He says, oh, that's Melody. That's my, sister, my dear daughter, Melody. That's my daughter, Brenda. He recognized your voice. Amen. That's a beautiful thing to know that you can have this intimate, personal, wonderful, loving relationship with God Almighty, who is our good shepherd. And the fourth thing I want to mention is that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The most important thing here. We miss the whole boat if we don't get this in right here. He lays his life down for the sheep. John chapter 10 and verse 15, if we can put that up on the screen. Do we have that? Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus willingly and obediently went to the cross. You know, some, some say he was, they use the term murdered. Uh, you know, yes, he was killed, but he went willingly to the cross. He went obediently to the cross for you. I, I've often heard it said, if you were the only one here on this planet, he still would have gone to the cross for you because he cares for you, because he loves you. He lays his life down for the sheep. You know, we, we say as husbands, as, as parents, as mothers, as fathers, you say, well, I'll, I'll lay down my life for my spouse. I would take a bullet for my spouse or whatever you may have said. You may have said, I will lay my life down for my children to protect them. Take that up about 100 million degrees and you'll get to the level of where God did it for the whole world. Okay? It's, it's, it's a personal love that he has for us, for his creation. We can only say something like that when we have a deep, intimate love. And I know every parent in here, every husband, every spouse in here would say that of their, of their loving spouse and their children. Without a doubt. I have no doubt. If not... Counseling after church, okay? Free. But God Almighty offers you that eternal life because he laid his life down for you. And that's a beautiful thing to know that I don't have to do it on my end because really it should be us on that cross. And we'll talk more about that next week. We're the ones that should be paying the penalty for our sin. But thank God there's a good shepherd Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Hosanna in the highest. As I get ready to close. In Jerusalem that day. Think about this. That Palm Sunday as they welcomed the Messiah. They knew not that he would be laying his life down for them. None of them had a clue. None of them. They were welcoming him. Expecting him to reign probably for years to come. They had heard about the miracles he had performed, the great ministry he had, the great following he had, and they were welcoming this man into Jerusalem. But none of them knew that he was going to lay his life down for them. Jesus willingly gave his life for all. And that's why when he went to the cross and he went like this, 
He said, I love you all. I love all of you. And he meant you. He had you in mind when he went to the cross. I know, I know all of you here today. And I know you've all received Christ in your life. That is the greatest gift you could ever possibly have. That is the greatest gift. Next week on Easter Sunday, invite a friend who you know needs to hear this good news of this loving Savior, of this good shepherd that wants to walk alongside of them. Amen? Would you do that? Would you bring somebody, invite somebody? Here's another thing I want to encourage you to do this week. I mentioned a Zoom meeting, a Friday good evening service at 6 o'clock. Sometime this week, would you watch the movie, The Passion of the Christ, if you would. Um, how many have never seen it? Raise your hand if you've never seen that movie. Okay, it'll be a challenge for you because it, it graphically illustrates the crucifixion of Christ. So that's a, that's a warning there, a disclaimer. But it's very telling in what he does. The story lines up pretty much biblically. And I would highly recommend that you watch that. Amen. Why don't you stand with me at this time? Thank you, Father, that you are a good shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Let me just touch on those real quick. Number one, our Lord is a good shepherd and fulfills the role of Messiah. Being the shepherd of his people, of us, of you and I. Amen. And as the good shepherd, he cares for his people. Number two, he cares for his people. The third one was the good shepherd knows you personally. He knows your inner thoughts. He knows the things you care about, the things you heard about, the things you desire in life. Because he is your loving shepherd. And then the fourth thing is the good shepherd lays his life down for you and I. He has laid down his life for you and I. Remember that the greatest sacrifice that anybody could ever do for you has already been done, has already been shared. All you need to do is just receive that. And I know you have here today, but there may be somebody here today that wants to renew that commitment. There may be somebody here that just says, I know I've done that, but I need to recommit that, that love to the Lord Almighty. And I'm going to do it today because I know that he's my good shepherd. So would you just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Just pray this prayer out loud with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I feel that I've strayed away from you. And I need your loving touch again. Please, Father, forgive me. My sins, my wrongdoings. And put them under your blood. The blood that was shed on Calvary. Thank you, Father, that you sent your Son to die on the cross just for me. I believe you rose again on that third day so that I would have eternal life. And I recommit my life to you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God wants to remind you, Almighty, 
God Almighty wants to remind you this afternoon that He loves you. He is your loving shepherd who walks with you, cares for you. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Give the Lord a hand clap today. He is worthy of our praise. Lord, we praise you. We worship you. We declare you are the good shepherd. You are the shepherd of my life. I pray, Lord, that every day you direct my paths, that you light my path, Lord, and that you show me what direction I should take for my future. Because, Lord, I know that you have plans and a purpose and a hope that you've given each of us here today. And, Lord, as long as we continue to trust you, as long as we continue to confide in the Good Shepherd, you will lead us, you will guide us. And, Father, we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Bow your heads one more time as you receive the blessing today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.